0: Pray with me, please. Lord, for the mystery and power of your holy word today, for your people who sit in wait, who sit expectantly, for a divine visitation for this hour of worship and for so many other gifts, Lord God, we thank you. Tune, please, our hearts and our minds that we might receive whatever it is that you have in store for us today. Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and, 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 and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God, saying, Why do we fast? But you do not see. Why humble ourselves? But you do not notice. Well, look. You serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your Workers, You fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose? A day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Or is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked, to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin? Then, friends, your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. you shall cry for help and he will say here i am if you remove the yoke from among you the pointing of the finger the speaking of evil if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted then your light shall rise in the darkness, and your gloom be like noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places, and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. And you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. And from the gospel according to Matthew. blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they for they will be filled Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. The word of the Lord, friends. Thanks be to God. friends i read those words and i actually am loath to preach because there is such power there and as many scholars have indicated the power of the biblical canon stands on its own i pray you'll spend time with it but I have responsibilities, so I'm gonna go ahead and offer these few um, meager little words and then sit down. The sermon today entitled Brokenhearted attempts to prompt and promote conversations that are already taking place among you about the nature of repair and reparations. Not so much from a technical, mechanical, how-will-that-ever-work standpoint, but from a theological one. And as I stand here, I am begging the question, what does it mean to be the repairer of the breach. I begin with the story of Mrs. Wanda Irving. A news story on National Public Radio in 2017 tells the story of Wanda Irving's daughter, Shalon, a rising star in the medical profession, an epidemiologist, got it right this time. Uh, of the Centers of uh, Disease Control and Prevention, Sh- Shalon focused on trying to understand how structural inequality, trauma, and violence make people sick. According to her mentor, Shalon wanted to expose how people's limited health options were leading to poor health outcomes. In 2016, Shallan learned that she was pregnant. She had a normal pregnancy and gave birth to a beautiful daughter who she named Soleil, as in sunshine. But Shallan didn't heal well after the birth. She knew something was amiss in her body. Something was wrong. But her doctors, the doctors of this doctor, this black woman doctor dismissed her complaints. Three weeks after giving birth, Shalon died from complications of high blood pressure. This researcher working to eradicate disparities in health access and outcomes has become a symbol of one of the most troublesome health disparities facing black women in the United States today, disproportionately high rates of maternal mortality. Even her many advantages, her BA in sociology, her two master's degrees, and her dual-subject PhD, her gold-plated insurance, and rock-solid support system, all of that was not enough to ensure her survival in a climate where black women die in childbirth at three to four times the rate of white women. On the day of Shalon's funeral, her mother, Wanda, sat in the front row in a black suit and veiled hat, brokenhearted. Her face was a portrait of unfathomable grief. She held her infant granddaughter, Soleil, who was preoccupied with a pink blanket. I know this story well because my own daughter, Nia, was Soleil's nanny. In the United States, no matter their level of education or socioeconomic status, black women die of pregnancy-related complications. And they do so, as I've said, at disproportionately high rates. So not a day goes by that that grandmother, Wanda Irving, doesn't long for the restoration of her family, doesn't long for some semblance of normalcy to which she was accustomed, doesn't long for the repair of a broken system a breached system that broke her home, that has broken many homes, and that will continue to break homes until it is fixed. Could this be the kind of faithful mission that the prophet Isaiah beckons us to as repairers? Modern usage of the word repair means to fix. No surprise there, but there's another definition that's rather archaic, still relevant. It means to go to or frequent a place, as in they repaired to the tranquility of their country home, or they repaired to their office to do the day's work. What's relevant here is that the definition is derived from a Latin root which literally means to repatriate. That is, to return to one's home country or to return another to their home country. To do so with goodwill or to send someone to their country enabling them to be restored or to make someone whole. Could it be that this passage from Isaiah is calling us to the work of wholeness, of making others whole, of making our systems whole? Just playing with this textually for a few minutes, I, I beg your pardon as I take a few liberties with the text, but listen to this from Isaiah with a little Paul Robert sprinkled in. If you make whole those who suffer injustice, if you make whole those who labor under the thongs of the yoke, if you make whole the oppressed, if you make whole the hungry, if you make whole the naked, if you make whole your own self with regard to your relationships and standing in your family. Well, let's try it again. If you repatriate and repair those who labor under the thongs of the yoke. If you repatriate and repair the oppressed, repatriate and repair the hungry, you get my point. Then, the prophet says, your light shall break forth like the dawn. Then the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall be like a water garden. Then your bones will be strong. Then your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. Then you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. There's a methodology there. Did you hear it? Now I'm the first to admit that this may, this is not necessarily an accurate or elegant rendering of the text, but friends, I'm standing by it because you know what? I am deeply intrigued. I am intrigued by this question, by this, uh, this, this possibility, this imagery. What would it be like if the Church conceived of its mission as the act of making things whole? 200 million professing Christians in these United States of America, can you imagine if 200 million professing Christians Galvanizing and got behind this notion of what it means to repair and make things whole? 1.7 million Presbyterians. Can you imagine what it would be like if 1.7 million Presbyterians galvanize themselves in some uniform action to make things whole, to repair the breaches happening every day in our midst, can you imagine? I'm told there are 1,200 of you who serve this beautiful church at University in Chapel Hill. Can you imagine if all 1,200 of you got behind this mission and a unified front and determined that it was going to be your charge to make things whole? think i'm asking too much consider this jesus had 12 in his 2002 directorial debut Iconic actor Denzel Washington made a film called Antoine Fisher. The movie is based on the real life of a sailor who, prone to violent outbursts, is sent to a naval psychiatrist for help. Refusing at first to open up, the young man eventually begins to reveal a horrific childhood. Through the guidance of his new doctor, he confronts his painful past and begins a quest to find the family he never knew. In one of the final scenes in the film, spoiler alert, the young man enters the home of the matriarch of his newfound biological family. He is warmly welcomed, repatriated and received by at least three generations of kin. Now, I know it's a movie, it's glamorized and produced and all of that, but I just gotta tell you when the family matriarch extends her arm, her hand to this young man she's never met and in a raspy voice utters the word welcome and beams with a sense of knowing i weep every single time she stretches out her hand she beckons her descendant Antoine to come to enter the heart of the family home to sit at table to eat of the feast that has been prepared Friends, that scene for me is sacramental and holy. All that's missing are the words of institution. Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Or should I say, this is my body, breached. Somehow, in that moment, the viewer just knows that Antoine's psychological, emotional wounds are being healed, and he is becoming a whole person. It's personal for me. prayer friends is that we will accept nothing less we have it within our grasp let us accept nothing less in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost